Hey, welcome to the Knowles 24-7 Podcast. This is Brendan Sinone, uh, sitting right next to me, drinking uh, out of uh, a mug with my face on it. It's kind of weird. Chris Nee, Josh Newberg joining us on Skype. Uh, both Josh and Chris are a little salty this morning, tired from the... You know, you're salty. Don't even say that you're not. Um, so what I want us to do... I'm in a fine mood. I have no clue what you are speaking of. Both have been grinding uh, to the finish line here uh, with National Signing Day, which is what we're going to talk about today, guys, is what FSU's final official visit weekend look like. We're going to get into uh, some class predictions, what you think it's going to end up looking like, and uh, we'll answer some questions as well. Uh, but first, I want Chris to say something nice about me and Josh, and then Josh, I want you to say something nice about Chris and myself, and I'll say something nice about you guys. Looking at this coffee cup, the saving grace is your dog and your wife-to-be. I have, you know, I have good taste, okay. The nice thing I can say about Josh is he always has a funny quip to throw in there when it's needed. Your turn, Newberg. <laughs> it would have been funnier if you let that sit and then Josh didn't hey, have a funny quip. He's not ready for that yet. He's got to warm up <laughs> some. I, yeah, you guys got to warm me up. I'm not, I'm not here for this right now, but let's just – Brendan said this is going to take 30 to 40 minutes, so – does this count as the 30 to 40 minutes? Yeah, we're like 40-something 40, we're like 40 seconds in, I think. More than that. All right. Well, that's – okay. Let's just go <laughs> talk about whatever we got to talk about. <laughs> All right. First things first, we're going to talk about new commitments. That's two wide receivers. Warren Thompson was the first one on Wednesday. Keyshawn Helton then made it official on Sunday. Josh, I'll let you start. Talk about Warren. He's down your way at Armwood. So what's your thoughts on big boy Warren? Broke the curse. Sorry. Excited. Yeah. Um, Warren Thompson came back in for an unofficial visit. Uh, the biggest thing I heard on him is not the fact that he committed. I mean, I crystal balled him to Florida State in May. Um, whether or not Willie Tiger was going to be there, I still think Warren Thompson was going to end up at Florida State. Um, so I kind of felt like Steph Curry taking one step in front of the half-court line and just launching it up, nothing but net. I don't, I don't really get the respect I deserve on that one. But... Um, Warren Thompson was in, and he was uh, the thing that I heard about Warren Thompson this weekend is how hard he was recruiting James Foster, and him and Foster building a relationship. Um, I think that's good. I don't think it's any secret that you know we feel real confident that James Foster is coming as well. Um, that's the uh, the four star quarterback from uh, yeah. from Montgomery, Alabama. I said uh, Montgomery instead of Birmingham this week. Good we're, job. We're getting better at this. Yeah, yeah, we are for, the, for our, our casual. Share listeners. the story about his mom walking out of the. We'll get to that. What? Okay, well, Josh wants to jump ahead to the middle of the movie. James Foster walks out of facility. He's flanked by Walt Bell and a couple other members of the staff. And it's clear he's not going to do an interview. It's myself, Wayne McGahey, Michael Langston. We're out there hoping to get interviews of guys exiting. Foster, they make their way to a limo bus. Um, and it's him, his mother, I believe a cousin, I believe a grandmother, and either a sister or an aunt, but several family members. And mom's doing a chop the whole way, and she's not hiding it real well that she was a big fan of the official. Yeah, that, that, that's good news for FSU. Walt guys. Bell's in the van hugging him, and I swear to God, I saw a wink. So a wink, uh, a wink to you, or a wink? Uh, just a wink. It was a wink in general. It was a positive wink. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's pretty clear that the weekend went really well with Foster, and that FSU feels like they're in prime position to land him. Now, you told me that you were told he did not officially commit on the visit. That helps to clear up the questions about who the winks from uh, Willie Taggart on Twitter were for. Ring, ring, ring. But it is pretty clear that FSU feels really good about the positioning with James Foster. LSU is probably the biggest competition, but at the end of the day, he's kind of been zeroed in on by the FSU staff down the stretch. And I think he likes what they're selling and feels like he fits what they're doing. Back to uh, back to Warren Thompson, big new. Yeah, what about him? 
Well, good thing. You watched his video. You did the five plays that stood out. This guy's giving me nothing today. He's got one. What do you want me to say about it? He's a second second half player. He's so much better on the back end than the front end. What did you think watching his video doing the five plays that stood out to you? I mean – He's big. I, like we have it listed at six three. I, they, staff thinks he's probably closer to six five than he is six three. Um, but but with that size, the way he moves, his footwork, he's so nimble. Like that's tough to teach. Kind of kind of you're looking at a prototype, like comparison, which people like. I mean, I think Auden Tate is kind of you know both from that way. Auden was maybe I think a little bit bigger body, but uh, but Warren moves really really smoothly for a big guy, and then does everything you want from a big guy too. He goes high points it. Uh, he's physical, boxes out. I mean, he's. He's what they wanted. They wanted a big body possession receiver, and, and, and he's that. I think I think the biggest thing with Warren that's going to be interesting to watch in his college career is how he develops. Armwood's not exactly a prolific passing system. Correct. He was, so a, he's not, he was a quarterback for— Yeah, he's not coming out of something where he's been used a ton in a passing game. So it's going to be interesting to watch his development as he fills out his body because he does have a great frame, very long, athletic, lean kid. Josh, um, was your uh, was you you were there at Armwood for the uh, for the commitment uh, of Warren Thompson? Was your your video, which was hilarious, um, was it planned? The, uh, the the production that you're not Warren, you're not Warren. For anyone who's missed it, go check it out on those twenty four seven. It was Herbert his best. That part wasn't planned, but yeah, the whole thing was planned between. So Warren wanted to do an announcement, like sitting in a chair in his coach's office. The office just has all these white walls, and I was like, "That's your plan?" And he's like, "Yeah." No frills, man. Okay. I go, "Okay, how about we do this?" <laughs> and I just proposed this idea where I told him we do it on Facebook Live, and I said, "The only thing with Facebook Live is that I need to, I need to let it cook for like three minutes so that people can get in and know that we're doing a Facebook Live." And I'm like, "I'll tell you what, I'm going to go outside by the football field." And I'm going to talk about your recruitment. I'm going to talk about you and, and how we got here, meaning like basically just give a rundown of he was committed, blah, blah, blah. And that'll give people a chance to get in on the Facebook Live. And then I'm going to walk in and let's do something like a ceremony. And right when I walk in, you're going to start because he didn't want to say a whole lot of words. He was just like, you know, I kind of want to make this short. I don't have a whole lot to say. And I was like, all right, well, then I'll do the talking. So anyway, the whole buildup was to allow people to get in on the Facebook live chat. See, see what I did? I got Newberg talking and excited by bringing up his favorite subject. I'm just glad for once Newberg's line of I make movies actually paid off. <laughs> <laughs> it was fun. It was fun. I'm getting so bored with recruiting that I have to do uh, skits now. I have to make up skits for kids to commit. You're the Dave Chappelle of FSU recruiting. Congratulations. You're like Bleacher yeah. Report before the layoffs. <laughs> <laughs> no, the, this, is, this isn't Warren. Was not was not planned. That was just... I was kind of winging it with that, but that turned out pretty funny too. That was funny. Poor kids. I feel bad for like the like the five foot nine kids that aren't Warren Thompson that aren't going to get recruited. But hey, hey that's a good transition point. Keyshawn yeah. Helton, five foot nine, one sixty, a receiver commitment. I'll share a little backstory. Willie Taggart and Greg Fry go over to Pensacola. They go to Pensacola High to see Adrian Medley, among others. The head coach at Pensacola High, a guy named Mike Mincy, real good dude, good coach. Guy who likes kids in his area. He's one of those that kind of will talk up kids. He'll give you his opinion on kids that he plays with and against as far as coaching. He's talking to Willie. He's talking to Greg. And they somehow got on the subject of receivers and Keyshawn Helton name get uttered. And, you know, he he kind of stood up on the table and yelled, kid's good. He's a damn good football player. Makes plays. Not the biggest kid, but 
Plays his butt off at West Florida there. Had good playoff run. Played well against Trinity Christian. Real good program out of Jacksonville. Which has some good defensive backs, college-level guys. Yeah, yeah, fast forward to that afternoon, and Willie and Greg Fry are dropping in over at uh, West Florida and talking to Keyshawn, and that gets the ball rolling. And then the whole FSU staff outside of Willie, because Willie's already used his in-home, goes over and sees him that night when Willie goes to see Jacob Copeland. I mm-hmm. think it was last Sunday, if I remember correctly. You know, Keyshawn comes to campus, gets the offer, commits. He's 100% not a kid that would have been here under the previous staff. Yeah. But he's a kid that fits what Willie wants to do with the offense. He's very electric with the ball in his hands. He's just one of those guys that gets north, south, and goes fast doing it. And he's a good ball player. I mean, he's one of those kids that the film's really good. He is what he is. He's 5'9". He's 160. He's not going to magically grow like a beanstalk. But the boy can play some football. Yep. And he he's competitive, and he's a kid that really, really wants it. He was ultra excited yesterday when he exited the facility and had committed Really happy to be here. You know, he's, he's not a guy that's going to set the world on fire from a measurement or recruiting star standpoint, but he's a guy that's going to be pretty fun to watch in this offense. I think now that the dust has settled and he's committed, like that's a guy that, that you knew had told you, right? If, if I get that yeah, Florida State yeah. offer, like that's yeah. like weeks ago. Yeah, he, or a week ago, he made it, it clear if the offer comes, I'm yeah. going there. Yeah. He was hosted by his cousin, DeKalon Brooks, um, Derek's son, obviously, Derek's his uncle. So, you know, he's got ties. He's got reasons. It's close to home. Mm-hmm. I think one of the parents may even be an FSU fan, if not an alum. So there's some ties there. I kind of I kind of like that the staff's starting to focus a little bit on that. I mean, the, yeah, last, the last one Penn is too. Cool. But yeah. they, I mean, I guess in all fairness, the previous staff, you know, Janaris Robinson, uh, they got JV and Elliott as a walk-on. They've done it, but that's an area, man, like you turn up rocks there. And there's and actually guys. Uh, the 2019 and 2020 group Real that good. way actually seems to be kind of a bumper crop for that area. It's yeah. never an area that produces a ton. No. But it will sometimes produce some really good elite ones. I mean, Nick Brahms, offensive lineman who's at Auburn's a real good one, came out of our a few years ago. Go, um, Eli Stoves and I one of those. He's at Auburn as well. And, uh, Greg Fry, Greg Fry is real familiar with the area as well. Yeah. He recruited. Um, I don't know if FSU fans will know the name, but George Selvey. He was a star at USF, and yeah. he found him at Pine Forest High School. Yeah, and he was a um, developmental kid that they took too, who really right. developed. Actually, took him to be an alignment and worked out as a defensive end. Um, I don't know if he's still playing in the NFL, but you know he, he had four or five years in the NFL after USF. Yeah, I, I have nightmares still of uh, him going after Kyle Israel uh, at UCF. So yeah, he uh, he, 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 came, he, came, he was part of the crew that came into Doak and you know wrecked FSU uh-huh. in two thousand nine. <laughs> right. Yeah, Jason Pierre-Paul and all those guys. Yeah, yeah George Selby and Jason Pierre-Paul on either side was a pretty good defensive line. Yeah, so I mean, it's just it's funny how things come about. Helton's a guy that really wasn't on the radar till a conversation was had between FSU's head coach and a local area high school head coach. Mm-hmm. And you know, that guy went to bat for the kid, and you know, they took a look at the film, went and met the kid, and they were impressed. And he's going to have value on their roster in the offensive system at a position where it makes sense to take a valuable body. Yeah. So yeah, let's not I mean he's. I don't want to make him out to be something exactly. He's not, That's what I was going to say. It's not him. a bad take. It's not some desperate last minute take. Yeah. It's a valuable take at what a kid who has the athletic uh, skill set and kind of the the mindset of how to do certain things that are going to fit what they want to do offensively yeah. here at Florida State. At a, at a position that you needed to get numbers at. Yeah. Uh, he's a number, but he's more than that because he fits into, like you said, what Willie Taggart wants to do with that Gulf Coast offense. There's a lot of screens, and you want to get the guy the ball in space and let him go. That's what he does at his best. Yeah, uh, and they're and they're and supplementing he, him with big possession receivers too in this class. He's he's scrawny. Yeah. I mean, he's small. He's five nine, one sixty. He's basically eye to eye with me, and you know he's a little bit lighter than I am. 
But uh, he's not fragile. He'll take a hit. He'll you say he's wider than you? No, lighter. Oh, yes. Less heavy. I was, was going to say. I don't, see, I don't see colors. Come on, man. Wider, not whiter. I, I, whatever. <laughs> like You're like bogging earthy. us down. We're losing Josh. We lost Josh a long time ago. <laughs> All right, so we'll transition from there. Other, I like I like Cutler. He's good. I do too. Other official I'm, visits. I'm a fan. Let's go. Other official it. visits. Quarterback James Foster kind of tapped in on him already. Real quick, so there are two other commitments that happened this weekend based oh, yeah. on the Willie Taggart ring, ring, ring uh, tweets, uh, which is funny because they're not actually calling him on a phone <laughs> if they're in person. But regardless, uh, that's like the bat signal. We don't know for sure who they are, at least publicly. They're well, not out there. We, we have an idea. We're extremely confident one of them is James Miller, right, Josh? site there yesterday helton obviously walked out said it to us with uh jordan young he was flanked by a coach all the way to his car i mean it was like protective services usually that's kind of a sign of one the kid doesn't want to talk and two he has something to talk about and and there was a lot of twitter activity too that i think would be uh indicative yeah. of the changing the the changing his handle to uh was it fsu wide receiver recruit yeah. commit uh, what else i think he got rid of and his Tennessee, his so. recruitment if you think about it, it's a whirlwind yeah. I mean, he was pretty much not an unknown but not a recruited kid you know 25 days ago and all of a sudden it's a bitter fight between Tennessee and FSU for him it's pretty cool and uh James Miller was hilarious I asked him if he wanted to do an interview and he was like nah bro I'm good and then waved us off but then he shows up at the airport where Sinone was hiding out in the bushes and uh he's rocking an FSU hat and it's pretty clear and, James and dad I assume that was dad had a uh, yeah. FSU uh shirt and was all smiles yeah so. dad has local ties i don't know if he lives here in tallahassee or if he's in madison but i know he's in the immediate area which yeah is about an hour uh hour east of tallahassee for those who aren't yeah. up in the area so okay so those are the three guys that we think uh and you guys are both on the same page with that so that makes me yeah. feel like yeah pretty pretty good uh, but let's go down the list of i'll throw out the names and we can kind of talk about each i guy. don't know if james foster committed but i'm pretty confident his mom did the wink the winks seem to be t- <laughs> the wink seemed to be mom, mom was mom was very uh <laughs> <laughs> jubilant coming out the door all right so let's go down the, the official visitors you she's had, just waiting for the edit you had jordan young you had that's a wide receiver out of kind of uh where is it Conyers, near, Georgia, near atlanta High yeah. uh dude is electrifying you watch his highlight tape and and he may be the most talented guy that they're in on like yeah. just a raw talent well, what, I, what he i'm a pretty be. big trayshawn harrison fan, let's get to yeah. trayshawn harrison four-star athlete out of uh seattle uh, I saw him at the airport too, and he was uh, running late and kind of gave me a polite no, no, thank you. Call so, my coach. Yeah, yeah, but anyways, uh, he, they're looking at him as a uh, a wide receiver. Uh, he could play multiple positions. Really, really talented. Uh, running back Anthony Grant uh, from uh, from Buford in Georgia, and uh, he's committed to Tennessee. Yep. Uh, who else do we have? Uh, Chaz Neal. Chaz Neal, long Christian Meadows were the two Meadows, commitments, commitment, and then yeah. James Miller. So those are the guys. Let's go down the list. Uh, Intel on Trayshawn Harrison. I think that's probably that was the first guy that Willie Taggart went in on when he came to Florida State. Yep. Uh, and they're trying to pull him cross country. Yeah. The way I understood going into the visit is that the relationship was already there with uh, Coach Kelly, the receivers coach, with Taggart, the head coach. The offensive system understanding was already there. 
basically this trip was to get the stamp of approval from mom that distance isn't a factor. Mm -hmm. And I haven't been told that distance ever really was a major factor in it. But, I mean, a kid getting on a plane and flying cross country, it does matter regardless of whether or not distance is truly going to impact. Feel pretty good about it. Uh, Oregon and Utah were the main two suitors. Utah seemed to kind of wave the white flag since it happened. And Oregon thought it was never better than 50-50, and that was before an official occurred. Mm -hmm. So I feel pretty confident that it's going to end up being FSU as long as they didn't have, like, a flight from hell on the way home. Yeah, as long as as long as mom returned back cool with yeah. the distance. It was super rainy and, and cloudy uh, when, yeah, uh, when they, they left. Yeah, the, And, well, they're from Seattle. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> so, uh, but it was like a, like this monsoon right when guys were getting left out, and then it was cool the rest of the day. But he's electric. He, he is literally tailor-made for what Willie likes to do with receivers in the sense of not only being downfield threats mm-hmm. but used in the backfield. Jet sweeps, all those fun kind of things. Yeah, kid, kids built for it. Like, there's a reason he was the very first offer Willie Taggart made as FSU's head coach because that offer is significant. It means something. Mm-hmm. You can give it to a lot of people. And there's a reason Harrison was that guy. All right, Josh, you pick a guy. Who do you want to talk about? Um, God, so bad, just so awful. I mean, do you do this on the big three roll up? No, Anthony Grant. <laughs> okay, let's go, Anthony can Grant. We talk about yeah, the Tennessee commitment I think is going to remain co- committed to Tennessee. Um, I don't. I think with the Florida State's depth chart at running back, um, they needed to build a really strong relationship there, and just too short of amount of time for them to do that the right way um, with when they got on with when the staff got there, and just the fact that he's already committed to Tennessee. Um, I don't see a flip coming there. I think that's the one kid that from the weekend that they do not land. And we weren't entirely sure, I guess, what the interest level was. for. They're so loaded for Florida State at running back. Um, yeah, I mean, he's basically been on the target board for a little over two weeks. He got the offer as he was going right. to Tennessee for his official. He was already committed to the Volunteers. North Carolina and Virginia Tech are also both in the mix there. I think Virginia Tech feels like they have a real shot. I think North Carolina, who got them in for both an official and an unofficial, feels like they have a shot. But... I truthfully, I'll just flat out admit, I don't really have a great pulse on his recruitment. I talk to him a little bit, trade messages with him here and there. He's a nice kid. You know, he seemed to like his visit. He didn't really talk about himself as a Tennessee commitment, more as a kid deciding between four schools. But I don't have a good pulse. Like, I'm not going to put in a crystal ball unless I get some great information on him. Mm-hmm. I just don't have a feel for it. But I, I just, I find it hard to believe he would choose FSU because of the room. I mean, yeah. uh, there's a lot of really good talent in that running back room. And uh, it's so weird. We went from potentially having two to three running back commitments for Florida State this year mm-hmm. to them likely not having any. Yeah. And it just doesn't seem like it matters. Like, it's not a big deal Yeah, at it's all. not a huge – and I finally got around to watching a little bit of Anthony Grant. Like, he, he's a nice running back, real physical. I, I told you before we started film or recording, uh, it kind of reminded me of what Jonathan Vickers should – be like his his yeah. a game with it. And know. he, he kind of came about when things went uh, south with Jay Sean. Yes, and that, when that it became kind of clear that they weren't going to get him back up here. And that kind of goes to Josh's reasoning yeah. about the short time period of, of which FSU tried to get in yeah, on him. So you know it, it'd be nice to get him. I think he, he offers some you know just further bolster depth, but that doesn't seem like that's a a major need uh, at this time. Do you guys want to do a little uh, riff on on Jordan Young? Uh, Seems like they made headway and possibly uh, may have secured that. Yeah, I, think that, I mean, I, I sure. think that's a done deal. Yeah, Josh with the done deal, done deal. stamp of approval. I think Tennessee's going to fight tooth and nail to try to keep it. Oh, they yeah. need it, but man, he came out of that visit very impressed. He walked out of that facility like a kid that had flipped his commitment. 
and just wasn't ready to go public. There was uh, I had a couple people, two or three, ask you know what I what I thought. Not I don't know why people ask for my opinion on on the recruiting stuff, but because I'm not I'm not dialed in like you guys are. But I, I did say this same reason they listen to Twitter rumors. Just <laughs> you thought you weren't going to talk about Twitter rumors? Stop fidgeting. I'm not with talking paper about clips. it. I'm not talking about it. I simply brought it up. But you know, I think when you try to step back and look at the you know, logically, like how recruitment shakes out, the kid's committed to Tennessee, uh, and he goes there for an official visit. They don't want him to go to Florida State. You want to get that locked down. The fact that he's committed to you and he's still taking an official visit that next weekend um, is pretty telling that he's he's open. And then, two, man, um, a wide receiver from Georgia, 48 hours with David Kelly. Like, I mean, I feel like that that would, was giving to give Florida State a good chance. So Plus, the other thing, if you're a receiver, you want to look at who's going to be tossing you the ball. And yeah. not that FSU's quarterback situation last year was great, but – you got Francois, you got Blackman, you're visiting with Foster, who you yeah. probably have some understanding of who he is. You realize you have an opportunity there to, you know, have some good dudes thrown to you mm-hmm. up in the air. So And and there's room for playing time. I mean that's there's yeah. ability to get in there yeah. and play and play early. Oh. Takes about five minutes to meet the whole receiver room. It's just not a very crowded place these days. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and Jimbo Fisher's not here, so he could actually maybe see the field too. Process, baby. Processed. <laughs> All right, who else? James Foster. I think that's probably Going into this, one of the biggest names just because of need. We've talked about him before, um, but how did you guys get a feeling on how that, that visit went other than the uh, – I was I was told that they had a in-depth presentation in mind for him and that they executed extremely well and that him and his family were very, very receptive of it. I think the fact that FSU got the last at-bat after LSU took a big swing with most of the staff going to see him in uh, Birmingham – or I'm sorry, you got me saying Birmingham <laughs> – in Montgomery – um, I think that was significant. It was essentially a three-day in-home visit for FSU. You opening up a candy bar over there, Newberg? Are you yeah, eating an edible? Like <laughs> edible? This isn't the big three roll-up, Newberg. No edibles on air. I need them to deal with Brendan. <laughs> but, uh, no, nah, I was told that things went really well with Foster. I think that FSU had made a lot of inroads with him and was in a pretty good position before they ever got him on campus. And it seemed like they did everything in their power. I, um, I'm very convinced. I was pretty convinced before the visit that he was coming to FSU. I'm very convinced at this point he will sign with FSU on Wednesday. 22 minutes in, Josh. Almost there. Halfway. More than halfway. Yeah, on Foster, I think this is all on Willie Taggart. Um, I know Walt Bell in a short amount of time has really made an impact to this recruitment as well. But this is all on Willie. And um, Foster's drawn to the offense. Foster's drawn to Willie Taggart. The family has a connection with both Walt Bell and Taggart. And, um, you know, I have a crystal ball in on Foster, and I'm pretty damn confident in it, leaving that visit. So transitioning, predictions, Foster, we're both yes, he's FSU. Anthony Grant, we're both no, not FSU. You right. you think he'll stick with Tennessee? I think he may flip. I'm just not convinced it's yeah, FSU. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't know. I'm not real familiar with his recruitment. I just – you know, Chris sent me the audio from his exit interview, and I typed it up, so I got to hear everything. Um, then I spoke with a few sources afterward, and my gut feeling, like, I just know the feeling when a kid's coming, whether it be in his voice or, or sources or whatever. Awesome. But, um, yeah, I just, you, we've been doing this too long. I can just tell you Anthony Grant's not going to sign for Florida <laughs> State. Trayshawn Harrison, I think, it's FSU. Uh, Jordan Young, I believe he has found love, and it's FSU. 
Yeah, I think, you know, this one could get weird. There's still three whole nights to go before, or what's the Monday night, Tuesday night, and then signing day. Yeah, he so, better not make it three nights. I don't have two I, nights. I don't have stamina for this. <laughs> two nights, I'm bad at math. But things can happen. Um, but I just, I, you know, coming out of that visit, I feel I'm pretty certain the deal got done inside the Moore Center before he left. James Miller, I feel, is FSU. Mom may have some, uh, you know. Mom was not happy. Um, I'm told that Mom called Willie Taggart last night and asked him a bunch of questions about why he didn't get offered at Oregon and FSU for so long. Um, Mom didn't go on the visit. She kind of boycotted it. Uh, She wouldn't go. So I kind of felt it was weird that after he – allegedly committed that she would have all these questions for Willie when she could have just gone on the visit with him. But, you know, um, we've seen a lot of these recruitments. They get intense at the end, and this is certainly one of them. Now, barring any late changes, I fully expect uh, James Miller to sign with Florida State on Wednesday. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. And then uh, Jamarcus Chapman, well, obviously. Well, Malcolm Lamar. Well, was, yeah, Malcolm Lamar and Lamar were both here unofficial this weekend. I expect Lamar to sign with FSU. I I enjoyed Florida people getting their hopes up for a few days there, but I think it's a trio for FSU at Armwood. Josh? Are you alive, bud? Jesus Christ. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, the trio. <laughs> it's done. Trifecta. Uh, Jamarcus Chapman didn't come in this weekend, came in last weekend, took an official to Miami this weekend. I'm leaning towards Miami there. I think I will have some clarity later today about where he is definitely going. As of right now, I'm leaning towards it being Miami. What about you? Yeah, I'm leaning towards it being Florida State right now. I really? um, spoke to a couple people this morning that really feel like um, FSU's in a good spot, that they're going to sign him. So... I'm not uh, ready to put a crystal ball in, but I did talk to like two separate sources that are directly involved in his recruitment, and I was surprised to hear so much optimism even coming out of the Miami visit. So um, I got Rusty Manziel doing a little digging for me. Um, I'm not ready to, like I said, I'm not ready to put the crystal ball in. I was just kind of surprised of the optimism. So I would say right now that I'm leaning toward Florida State for Jamarcus Chapman. Can I can I put crystal a crystal ball in for you people? You can do whatever no. you want, no. Simone. But no, I would actually uh, no, you can't. I mean, I, like, do I? Hey, we're gonna let people access? from the big three roll up put in crystal balls. Simone can put in crystal balls. <laughs> I just want to be the rogue guy that gets twenty percent of the shit right, and people still think that it, like when I put a crystal ball, I'm like Snow put in this crystal ball it means nothing. I'm just going to go put Justin Fields for Florida State. It's happening retroactively. Andrew Chatfield is another FSU target. He came in on the weekend of of the, uh, excuse me, of January 19th. I don't think it's FSU. It's between Florida and Miami. I think he's leaning Florida. I think Florida's system may be the better fit for him. He's more of a 3-4 type guy. Makes sense. So that's why I'm leaning Florida. I agree with that 100%. I don't think it's Florida State, and I have my crystal ball on Florida. I'm not, like, real certain on that just because I don't cover Florida. But, <laughs> I, but I am certain it's not Florida State, right? I mean, that's yeah. all that matters. And the only other guy who has visited under the Willie Taggart regime who will be rendering a decision this week is Antoine Green. And that's oh. that's not FSU. It's either Georgia or Carolina. I still yeah. think it's Carolina, but Georgia's making it very interesting. North Carolina. I took him off. North Carolina, yes. I'm sorry. I, 
I'm sorry. They're two I'm, different states. I'm acting states. like the elitists of those states mm-hmm. and saying Carolina, so it's only north. Yes, you're right. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, do we expect? Well, I, I guess we expect they wouldn't be surprised visitors. Is there or surprise official or guy? Darn it. Surprise signings. Signings. <laughs> I don't know. The coffee I, is fully settling in I now. mean, I don't rule out anything. It could always come about, but I, at this point, there's nobody I'm tracking who I would say falls into so that We category. have a pretty good idea then of who the who the guys are going into Wednesday. and I don't think there's going to be a sense of desperation if they miss on, you yeah. know, right now I'm projecting, I believe, five. Josh is basically projecting six with Chapman. Five and a half. Yeah. Five and a half. Chap- Chapman's his half. Yeah. Um, you know, if they miss on any of those, I don't think there's I don't think there's a good plan B for some of them. Mm-hmm. Like Foster, I don't think there's an odd quarterback that you look at and go, no. yeah, we want And him. I don't think that they outside of receiver, I don't think there's anybody that we talked about that if they miss on them, they're gonna jump and they dip down. Try to grab someone else. Yeah, it, it turns their attention to twenty nineteen. Yeah. Now maybe linebacker. Had James Miller not given them the word over the weekend, yeah, maybe they would have. But I think they're in a good spot there. Well, we're gonna get a couple questions in. Won't go too long. Right. I know. Let's Nibber, do lightning round. Yeah, let's go. Let's go quickly into it. Um, this is from Quentin C. What are uh, Coach Taggart's media policy on practices? Will there be limited access, like under Fisher? I have heard that it's going to be a little bit more open. There may not be yeah. video, uh, but I'll ask Josh since you have experience with the USF and your guys, yeah, you know, with the USF twenty four seven covering him. More liberal, right? With with the media policies, fair to say? Yeah, for sure. Off to text Tito. I didn't, you know, really go. I went to practices and hung out, but I didn't like. I don't remember well, they're, they're, what sort of access they had. There's a I'll difference in and of itself. But I'll go back and ask Tito um, what the policy was. I know they did like the Tuesday press conference. You guys, Jimbo did a Monday presser. Yeah. I know they did Tuesday, and I believe they got some coaches at those as well. So I'll have to. Uh, I'll ask Tito and right. get you guys an answer on that because Tito was um, the beat writer for that site. At the time, God, I hated Mondays. Um, but yeah, in Oregon, I think Tiger did let coordinators talk, so that'll be yeah. different too. So you guys, you may get insight from people that are, you know, designing Involved. designing things involved. It'll be cool. And It'll be different. Even if they're not talking on the record, the sense of comfort over in that facility these days is drastically different than it was just two short months ago. At least it's the sense of comfort with Knowles twenty four seven. Well, yeah, but I mean, I mean, some everywhere. of the carryovers that were in the previous regime gotcha. support staff that are still here. Just talking to them, they're able to kind of voice themselves, have a personality. I mean, we've seen that with Mario Edwards on Twitter, and I don't yeah, think that's true. I don't think that's by coincidence by any stretch. Yeah, Nap- I agree with that. Napoleon moved on, and France got better, man. I've processed, man. Zach. It was hard. It was hard to find characters with as much as Tim Brewster was tweet. <laughs> there was there just wasn't enough to go around. Josh has not processed. No, neither have I, and Chris hasn't either. He just pretends that he has. Zach Knoll five one five processed what. Jimbo. The previous regime. I've moved I'm on. I'm not done. No, I'm not either. <laughs> I'm not even close to the, the wall fell. It was a unified country. I'm good to go. Mm. Uh, Zach Knoll <laughs> has to go over Chapman's visit to Miami. We kind of went over that. Um, yeah, we covered that. Yeah, we'll, we'll go on. Miami has a def- desperate need on the D-line. Yeah. They need bodies. They brought in a midweek visitor last week. I don't actually know anything about them. They brought in Keandre Coburn, who's a Texas kid. Uh, Nesta obviously is committed there. Nesta Severa, who's from American Heritage, Chapman. They I need put it. Can I, I put in a foot pick for Nesta yesterday to Florida? And I, people freaked out. I thought you were trolling, to be honest. Well, here's the thing. Here's the Stop thing. Me, I was just going over. Okay, Chris, what would you do? 
I was going over my crystal ball picks and I got to Nesta and I had him flipping to Ohio State, but that was so long ago. I think right. I did that like back in June. Yeah, that was probably back so, when Chatfield was committed to Ohio State. So we all right, it's exactly that's exactly when it was. So we all know that Nesta is not gonna flip to Florida, right? Right. So I can't put my crystal ball on Miami because he's committed there. So the only thing that I can do and have any percent chance of hitting would be to put it on Florida. I get that. Sometimes yeah. it's just worth taking the L, though, if you don't know. But that's just me. I, but I mean, I live I, by a different moral he's code. Put, he's putting the game honest, over. The... There might be like a twenty percent chance, thirty percent chance that he flips. Right. It's so not, it's not out of realm of possibility. He took a visit there. It's not like it's right. just you throwing but, shit against the wall and hoping it sticks. But my crystal ball in Ohio State is completely out of the realm. There's like zero chance of that happening. Yeah. So I put it on Florida last night. Probably wasn't like the best timing for me to do that. Did, but did Luke send you hate text? Probably. It was the only <laughs> move on the chessboard. For, for someone who wants to get out of here quickly, you just spent a lot of time talking about a dude that yeah, has but nothing I, to do I won't lie. I was looking through crystal balls last night because I went and updated mine for the final run here. And uh, – I saw the Nesta Florida one from Josh, and I'm like, that trolling son of a gun. <laughs> I'm like, there's a thread probably right now on the Florida site. And Luke's Thank like, you, Newsberg. Luke, Luke's like, I'm thanks, sure buddy. The Miami site as well. It's like when a big three crystal ball goes in, and we have to deal with it. I'm just like, I'm going to leave this to Josh. He gets paid to do that show. <laughs> or, or, or when Chris has to address Twitter rumors. 120K, and I'll address any, twi- any and all Twitter rumors. All right, moving on. Seminoles, 1010101. Assuming we land Young and Harrison. Yeah, yeah, but it, I added a couple one zeros. Oh, okay. That was the joke. Um, good job. Uh, what roles do you see? Thompson, Young, Harrison, Helton playing. So basically asking about the wide receivers. They're going to be receivers. Yeah, I mean, Next Hel- question. Helton and Harrison are versatile slot types and do a lot in the backfield. Uh, Young and Thompson are more the outside, big wingspan, go up and get it kind of guys. Yep, that, that, that sounds right. Uh, there's some other questions about the 2019 class. I don't want to get there just I'm yet. I'm not We're, ready for it. I'm not no, mentally Sorry, prepared. it's not a bad yeah. question, man. It's just not. We'll dive deep around February 15th to the 17th. It's not a bad question. I just don't care. Yeah. <laughs> Fair. Uh, FSU 1995, which commits targets do you think will make the biggest impact next year? I mean, I, the wide receivers are the guys that yeah, have the immediate. Trayshawn uh, Harrison in particular. Warren uh, Thompson. We'll what, yeah, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. literally, not saying any of them are going to start right away, but I think we'll see all of them. I really yeah. do. I think Woodby has a shot, too. Yeah, yeah it would be safety depth yeah. isn't great. So and they and they kind of yeah, yeah I, I agree with that too. Um, here's a good question that both you guys I think are going to enjoy talking about. Speaking of process, Tone Capone Four that's a good name. Uh, what's the biggest difference between official visits under Jimbo Fisher compared to Taggart that you all have noticed so far? Uh, things seem a little looser under Taggart, um, and I think that's just a general feeling within the building of people involved in the officials. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is, it's pretty clear there's a very distinct and clear plan, and it's being delivered as a whole. There's a lot of we, – we spoke about this off here. It's tough with some of these guys to know who their primary recruiter is because they are literally hearing from so many guys. Which I, and I think that's a good thing. At least, oh, I think it's a great thing. At least thing. at the end, the way they're doing it now makes and, a ton of sense. Jimbo did that to some degree. He wanted guys to be recruited guys. by multiple guys yeah. in case a guy left. It's intelligent. But literally, a defensive recruit right now for mm-hmm. FSU is hearing from everybody on defense and potentially somebody on offense who also helps in that area. I'm curious if that carries over to the 2019 cycle just because there's so few prospects with the time the staff came in, with the early signing period. Whether this is just a shotgun approach or if this is going to be how I, it I think they continue forward. to do it. I think because at Oregon, from the way I understand it, is they kind of did that where they recruited as a whole 
Mm-hmm. And I think it continues. I think it's kind of a brilliant strategy because it allows for your staff to transition without there being a severance of the relationships. Josh, any, uh, any insight on that? He's, he's not done. Five more minutes, no, man. Five more I, minutes. I agree. I just think that, uh, I mean, Chris really did hit on a lot of things that I would have said, but I think uh, Willie's more involved. And I'm not saying this like comparing Jimbo and Willie because I think you can be a presidential type CEO, head coach, and, and, and that works as well. But just the way that Willie takes on recruiting and takes on recruitments of individual kids, he's going to spend more time with them during the official visit weekends because he has such a close relationship. So one of the biggest differences is that instead of like coming to dinner and being presented by Jimbo Fisher, Willie's kind of involved throughout the entire weekend. Which seems like a good thing. I mean, it's, it's, yeah, diff- it's, it's different approaches, it. but yeah. It's, yeah, and, and, and multiple approaches work. There's not one approach that works better than others, but mm-hmm. whatever, you know, Taggart's done in these two months is, has really been working, and that's one of them is him taking over recruitments personally. Yeah, there, with Jimbo, it always felt like he was the closer. He, he yeah. still right. had to deal with the end. With Willie, it almost feels like he's a primary body throughout the process. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And again, I'm curious to see if that's something that continues yeah. through with, with it's just that you've had Chris, you did something really, really nice the other last week on all the visits and all Willie the travel with them. Yeah. Uh, I plan on, you know, hopefully we'll, we'll see just through FSU if they can release that, you know, through a FOIA request or something later on, like exactly how much travel that is compared to the previous regime with Jimbo Fisher. Like, I think that's actually going to be interesting to see how much, uh, how much ground, literally, uh, Willie Taggart ha- has covered. But that's not even official business. That's just kind of more his hands-on role he's taking with recruiting. Um, I also I, – I think the staff, and it may be because there were limited options, they're very realistic about who the hell they have a shot at. Yeah, they have been. They, There's you not a seen whole a lot, lot of, of fishing in pools that you're just wasting time with. Nope. Like, you mean, you know, I think when Willie first got here, Josh was on him going after um, Justin Fields. Fields. But just see what you get. Cut bait real quick, move on. Like, that's yeah. like, cool, man. Like, that works. Um, They've done it with Antoine Green down the stretch. They yeah, didn't yeah. go see him that final weekend after he went to UNC. They basically say, sent him a message saying, you know, it'll be good to see you. We're, we're going to play against you. The, the, the wide receivers, it seemed like they were a little bit more. Josh mentioned Green. Like, they, they I guess they're just in on so many more. But who's the kid from the panhandle? I'm blanking on his name. Keyshawn Helton. No, the other no, the, Jacob Copeland. Copeland. Yeah, Jacob Copeland. Um, there, so there's a couple of guys that they've they've invested in, but that's a position where they had a clear need. I think to some degree, to visit with Copeland was about uh, being seen visiting Copeland, relationships, more than and recruiting Copeland. All right, um, let's move on. Nice one has two nice questions. Uh, one: Which recruiter are you most surprised that we got committed or actually have a chance with? Uh, Jaden would be would be. I mean, I don't know if we can go back to the. That that one was pretty crazy how quickly that happened. Yeah, I mean, he was begging for an offer, but the fact that it finally happened it actually was more than just a fishing expedition. And then he and then he signed on the dotted line, right. like, and he's here in Tallahassee now. That that would be mine, Josh. Uh, Jordan Young. Yeah, well, that's a good one. Came out of nowhere. Chris Chris Mullen over. I'm thinking. trying to think if there. I mean, it's Xavier Peters is one, but there's a long term relationship with Woody there. I mean, you don't have to be different. You could just um, you could say Brendan that was Jaden Woody was a fantastic choice. Or yeah, it would be or Cam McDonald. I mean, they were McDonald's, both California boys that kind of came out of nowhere. McDonald committing before. Yeah, even. before ever taking an official, and he. Well, he had had involvement with the staff at Oregon. He wasn't a primary target at the yeah. position for them at Oregon. Right. So I think they just knew once. You know, I know when Willie arrived at FSU. He, his one of his primary goals was to keep Izzo within yeah. the program, and so 
knowing that Izzo was such a priority for him, it wasn't surprising to see that McDonald offer go out. And I'm sure they, they let him know what was needed at that tight end position. Okay, the second question, which recruit with an offer from Old Staff are you most happy that we stopped recruiting? I don't, I don't know if stopped recruiting is the correct term, but the fact that Joshua Moore will yes. not be here for me to cover is literally the best late Christmas present I've ever gotten. Yeah, Joshua Moore, nothing more needs to be said. Yeah. Let's just keep it moving. All right, all right. Uh, Jay Simonovic. Oh, I think I got that right. I don't know, probably not. Great recruiting questions, guys. Yeah, good questions. One, Carlos yeah. Becker, uh, what role do we see for him this upcoming season? Uh, I expected to see him. Uh, more than I did this past year. Uh, he could, I'm interested if he settles in at safety or corner. Yeah, they, I think they have to finally kind of decide. Like that. Josh literally doesn't care about this. He, no, I know that's fine. We don't have no, to. I don't care. Uh, if we do run a four-two-five, I, uh, Becker looked good in the Southern Miss game, and he's looked good when he's played on. And I, Becker's he had, really, he really talented. Injury. Yeah, he and had, he's a kid that was constantly back in his high school career coming into FSU. He was constantly getting better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think find a position for him, uh, and then just let him grow into it. I'll transition to spring around March 1st. Yeah, one more. Well, I, I, I can't talk about the recruiting stuff as a depth, so this is more me feeling good about my knowledge of your, your contribution. Yeah, I feel like I'm, I'm helping out here instead of piggybacking. If we do run the four two five, as has been rumored, it's what they're going to run. It's not rumored. Uh, what does that uh, lineup look like personnel-wise? Uh, we can't go too much into it because Josh Jimbert's going to lose it, but yes, if Hampson could play a hybrid <laughs> linebacker, yes. No, he, he can, he can. <laughs> yes. Will he? I don't think so. I, well, the way they use the star in their scheme, or what is the star, uh, is very different uh, than how it was previously under Florida State. At yeah, Michigan right. State, they used a bit, it's a bigger, more of a linebacker hybrid like than it linebacker. is. Yeah, so so he could fit into that role. That could actually be a perfect kind of role for him. We'll see. Um, Alright, let's go. Let's go, let's go, let's go. Feeling a lot of pressure here from Newberg because I know he's getting antsy. Yeah, ADD is uh, kicking in. He's firing up the Facebook Live is asking uh, questions that have kind of gone over already, so I don't want to go over that. Um, more 2019 questions, guys. We just can't get there yet. Um, here's what, we'll end it on this one. Uh, Holy Knoll says, what are the biggest systematic changes that Willie Taggart has instituted? Kind of went over that with the recruiting. Uh, is there anything else that you've noticed so far when we talk about the conditioning and stuff is different? I've heard, I, I think talking about off-season conditioning is really dumb, but I have heard <laughs> that they are, I, I was at Gasparilla and a, and a player came up to me from Florida State's team I won't name the player, but we chatted for a little bit, and I asked him about how things have been under Taggart. He just said, good, and I said, you guys have been working out? And his face just kind of dropped. And I was just like, what are you guys doing? Are you guys, is, it, is it harder? And he told me that they're basically doing twice as much. Um, and he alluded to the fact that a lot of guys under Fisher were cutting corners the last year or two. No. Um, and that this was much stricter. And he wasn't happy about this at all, mind you. <laughs> the player was not happy about this. Um, but he did say that they're doing, he, in his words, twice as much off-season condi- conditioning as they were a year ago. I think, so, I think one of the biggest differences with that program is that the voice that's navigating that program is being heard by players. I think the voice that previously was navigating yeah. Big Valori had felt fallen deaf on the ears. Of right, and, and let's not get it twisted. At one point, these guys were driving the program their message was effective. Yeah. But I just feel like the last two years it was lost. Yeah. I would say the other systematic change is that the offense isn't so damn complex. It's just let's go out and score some points and try to do it quickly. And O-line, we're going to go north-south. We're going to maul. We're going to try to whoop the ass of the guy across from us. And receivers, we're going to put the ball key in space and position and go make plays. 
it, it's not some complex let's try to win on Sunday stuff. It's like let's go score points. Yeah. And I know that sounds super simplistic, but it is drastically different than what they were previously doing. Lethal simplicity. Plain and simple. We believe that receivers can come in here and do something next mm-hmm. year, and that used to be the running joke with the previous staff. Yeah, because it, it, it took them three Rout, years Rout to – trees. Like Auden Tate would – was basically waste a year and a half of okay. – of, he basically waste half of his time at Florida State is yeah. what happened. So uh, the other cool stuff is like those coaches are on social media. We get to like actually see some, some crumbs and follow it sometimes. It's just more entertaining. It's better for – our listeners slash readers, um, I think the recruits enjoy it. So far, no really you know, downsides to it. I guess you got to be careful to not you know, say something that can get you a, a slap on the wrist from the NCAA or something. But more or less, that's been been a fun uh, development, and it seems like recruits have kind of taken to that too. You've seen a lot more, uh, a lot more recruit activity on social media too. Uh, so, anyways, I think that's everything that we have for the podcast. I'm gonna let Chris finish it because I just can never stick the landing here. And Josh, <laughs> we're at 45 minutes, so kudos to you, sir. Um, All right, guys. Thanks a lot for having me. <laughs> I love Newberg's rapid exit. Um, Wednesday signing day, we're going to have tons of coverage. Stay tuned to the site. If you've got questions, ask them on the message board. Even you, Zach Noel, you're welcome to ask as many as you want. And uh, we love you. Just kidding. with you. You're new around here. We get it. Um, <laughs> for, hey, there were good questions that we didn't get to on the podcast yeah. today. Uh, a lot of it's the 2019 stuff. And we're, we're going to dive we, deep we will into get 2019. Into they have a junior day February 17th, so we'll obviously do some stuff leading up to that. And truthfully, we need a junior day to provide some clarity. You need to see what kids are truly interested showing up and what kids, you know, maybe from the previous staff that recruit them, our guys that are new staff will recruit. We obviously know some of the new targets that they pursued over the last 60 days. One thing that I do, I feel so much relief now that Josh is gone. It's like when Jimbo Fisher left and I felt like, yeah, there wasn't someone that just Josh hated you all the time. Josh wants podcasts to be super difficult. So when it comes time for the real interview, <laughs> it's like you're just coasting along. It's just like practice. It feels better now. Um, it's a pressure but, cooker. But we, one thing too, as we're talking about the clothes and we wrote about this a little bit, we're going to write about it more. Uh, but as people are looking at 2019 is the amount of ground that, that was made up by this staff. I think they were ranked 65th at one point. Nationally, I think early before Jaden Woodby did on, on uh, the early signing period. How quick they're around 15th or so right now as we're recording this podcast. Maybe could get up to 10th. I don't think so based on like they would need to get everyone and everyone else that's in front of them not. But you're talking about a top 15 finish. Yeah. How crazy is that, man? Like that, and that's just with and that's with the that's with half yeah like 60 percent of your options really getting taken off the table. Yeah, they they are going to have success in recruiting, especially if they have success on the field. Mm-hmm. Yep. So as we were talking about with 2019, with the whole recruiting cycle to go, I'm really excited to see what this group does. They're, I think it'll be fun. They're guys with good personalities at a school that recruits for itself in many ways. It's not a tough formula. Just don't screw it up. Yep. Yep. The logo should recruit for itself. Don't overthink it sometimes. Lethal simplicity, all that good stuff. All right, guys. Uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for those who put in questions. We appreciate it. I got my confidence back, Chris. I just ripped the ending away from you. High five. Guys, we'll talk to you, well, I guess sometime next week to kind of go over what happened. And then we can start going to 2019. I'll be on a cruise ship next week. Oh, never mind then. Because Josh won't want to do a podcast (laughs) with me talking about recruiting. He carried a load. (laughs) All right, guys. Thanks for listening to the Knowles 24-7 podcast. This is Brendan Sinone. We'll, uh, We'll talk to you next time.